section fifty six of the world war this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the world story volume fifteen the world war edited by horatio w dresser section fifty six the tanks nineteen seventeen by colonel e d swinton the decisive part played by the tanks in the great british drive at cambrai established anew the military value of these engines of war an atmosphere of mystery surrounded these dust-coloured tortoises or steel landships when they came into being the name given to the new section of the machine-gun corps at bisley in april nineteen sixteen the heavy armoured section of the motor machine-gun service gave no clue as there were no signs of cars a site was chosen in a remote part of england for the preliminary trials and uncommon measures were taken to protect the region later companies were drafted and the new engines were put into operation the following description of the tanks is from an article written for the world's work september nineteen seventeen under permission of the british government by colonel swinton to whom is due the invention of these armoured cars the editor on a certain friday in september nineteen sixteen after two years of fighting when it might have been thought that human ingenuity in the art of killing had been exhausted a fresh engine of war was suddenly sprung upon a world sick of hearing of new methods of slaughter a day or two later so soon as the newspapers were able to give some information about this development the word tank was on all british lips and since that moment has probably been spoken written and printed more often than during the whole previous period since its incorporation into the english language that friday in september nineteen sixteen marked a step forward it was the beginning of an era in which dwindling manpower will force more and more into prominence the necessity for the conservation of life and in which the power and insensibility of machinery will have to be as fully exploited upon the field of battle as they have been in that of industry why should a fighting automobile have been so inappropriately named the reply can be given in two words for secrecy in its experimental stage the machine was known as a land cruiser or a land ship but it is a military platitude that the element of surprise as it is always called in the textbooks has immense value in war and it was naturally realized that the greatest results to be expected from the employment of this new weapon would be attained if it could be launched unexpectedly so that the enemy might be caught unprepared to meet it and when it crystallized into a definite shape and reached the stage of production it became obvious that its original names were far too suggestive of the real thing it was therefore decided to christen it by some non-committal word which would give no inkling of its nature and would at the same time be sufficiently descriptive and short to be readily adopted by all legitimately concerned that all the care and precautions taken in the manufacture and transportation of the tanks were successful in their object is now a matter of history though the germans apparently had a suspicion that some surprise was in preparation they had no knowledge of its nature until a day or two before the tanks were let out of the bag when their aviators reported certain objects 
that looked like armoured motors at certain places behind our lines beyond this they were unprepared and had taken no special measures to meet the attack which after all was the business end of the matter it is in the circumstances impossible to present even to the public of a nation which is fighting the common foe more than a very incomplete account lacking in information and details on the very points upon which an accurate statement of facts would be most enlightening and welcome and it is obvious that this must be so when a weapon actually in use is the subject of discussion more especially when it is still in its infancy and owes a great part of its potentialities for the future to whatever of its nature and capability still remains unknown to the enemy were it not for such limitations it would be instructive to describe the mechanical evolution of the tank from its embryonic stage until the actual monster complete in its then form loomed up through the mist on the morning of the fifteenth of september and amidst the laughter of our infantry heaved its bulk across the crater-pitted surface of no man's land toward the startled huns for other reasons also it is not yet possible to give an account of the fight waged against apathy inertia and other obstacles which though merely a repetition of the history of the struggle for life of every other invention that has forced its way into existence for the benefit of a conservative and unimaginative race possesses its own special interest novel to the present generation as is the tank the basic principle underlying it that is the provision of collective protection of troops attacking and therefore on the move is not new it has exerted its influence ever since the time when engines capable of throwing large numbers of missiles took their place in warfare the present machine is the result of evolution through intermediate stages as mechanical science has grown of old prototypes such as the roman testodo or tortoise and the medieval belfry used in siege operations of which the missile-throwing power of the defence gradually forced on the attack the adoption of some form of mobile protection the reason for its production is the same making allowance for development as that which was responsible for the tortoise of old the great firepower of the defence of recent years greatly intensified by the introduction of the machine-gun the possibility of producing it is due to the perfection of the internal combustion engine to which also the ordinary automobile the airplane the submarine and the airship owe their existence ever since the appearance of the magazine rifle the advantage that would be conferred on the attack by employing a moving armoured shield fort or cupola has indeed been so obvious that a vague consciousness of it has probably at some time or other formed the subject of the day-dreams even of those not directly concerned with war but happening to possess some knowledge of military history and mechanics and to be blessed with imagination since the introduction of the machine-gun and the more recent appearance of the armoured motor-car of the ordinary wheel type the concrete idea of constructing some such engine has occurred to the minds of many more especially to engineers m albert robita both in his writings and pictures in la caricature predicted the use of tanks in eighteen eighty three so far as the writer is aware the first definite proposal for a fighting machine on the lines of the existing tank was due to the appearance of the hornsby ackroyd caterpillar tractor which was tested for military traction purposes in england in nineteen o six to o eight it was made by a military officer and was carried up to the stage of the preparation of sketch drawings when the project died for want of support independently without knowledge on their part of the previous abortive effort a similar idea took shape in the minds 
of some other soldiers at the very beginning of the war and it was on this occasion inspired by an invention from the country in which new ideas are supposed always to be welcome in july nineteen fourteen it became known that there was in existence an automobile for agricultural purposes propelled on the caterpillar principle which was possessed of quite unusual powers of crossing rough ground and traversing obstacles this was the holt tractor made in peoria illinois the accounts of the performances of this machine constructed for haulage and not especially for climbing suggested that one similarly designed especially to travel across country would except in speed have all the value of the existing armored motor-cars without their limitations the immediate incentive to action on the part of those responsible for the tank movement therefore was the fact that the construction of such a machine at last seemed to be a practical proposition even its most ardent backers however did not then fully realize how great the need for it was the war had not lasted long however before this was made abundantly clear a word of general description and a few more upon the functions of the tanks they are powerfully engined armed automobiles enclosed in a bullet-proof casing for the protection of their crews propelled on the caterpillar principle they possess considerable powers of travelling over rough ground both in crossing trenches craters and other cavities and climbing over raised obstacles such as parapets can tear their way without difficulty through wire entanglements can uproot largish trees and can throw down the walls of ordinary dwelling-houses nevertheless despite their elemental strength and apparent clumsiness in the hands of skilled drivers they are as docile as trained elephants they are divided into males and females the male is par excellence the machine-gun hunter and destroyer he carries light quick-firing guns capable of firing shell and is intended to be to the machine-gun what the torpedo boat destroyer was designed to be to the torpedo boat or the ladybird is supposed to be to the aphis the female which in accordance with the laws of nature is the man-killer carries nothing but machine-guns for employment against the enemy personnel her special role is to keep down hostile rifle fire to beat back counter-attacks and rushes of infantry and to act generally as a consort to her lord and master both sexes however are heavyweights endowed with great brute force and share in common the attribute of being able to roll out and flatten machine-guns and their emplacements both therefore act as protectors to infantry insomuch as they can destroy or blanket the one thing which has so far proved its greatest bugbear in the attack moreover every tank that goes forward whether actually moving or disabled assists the infantry near it in another way it bulks above them and is the centre of attraction it acts as a magnet for the bullets of the hostile machine-guns and collects them to itself as arnold von winkelried is supposed in thirteen eighty six to have drawn to his own body the spears of the austrians at the battle of sempach every bullet that clangs against its steel sides is one less aimed at the infantry each silvery star splashed on its hide is the signature of one that has not drilled its way through the body of an infantry soldier it is true that in any consideration of their employment too much importance must not be attached to some of the results of their first appearance for certain influences then came into play which could never again have quite the same effect against the germans they had all the advantages of being a surprise and by their strangeness and the apparently irresistible nature of their advance inspired terror 
on our own infantry on the other hand their almost equally unexpected debut and their abnormality had quite the contrary effect it was a relaxation of tension and a reaction which had its own particular value the very grotesqueness of the machines their ungainly indescribable method of progress their colouring surpassing in weirdness the sickest fancies of the most rabid cubist were in reality great moral assets they supplied the touch of comic relief and excited the mirth of the british soldier always blessed with a keen sense of the ridiculous as has been related in the accounts published at the time it was a laughing cheering crowd of infantry which in many cases followed the tanks forward on that fifteenth of september on the other hand the new engines underwent their baptism of fire and there were failures due to this which should not recur some of these results were produced by the element of novelty and are already discounted but the solid material value of the tanks to the infantry remains mr frederick palmer the american war correspondent has estimated that in the latter stages of the battle of the sum the intervention of the tanks though many machines failed from mechanical and other defects saved some twenty thousand british lives and subsequent estimates of the quality of the assistance rendered by them during may nineteen seventeen are similar but the most convincing proof of the difference made by their intervention is ocular and is afforded by the pattern of the field of battle over which a british attack has passed where tanks have accompanied the advance and have been able to eat up the enemy machine-guns left over by our bombardment the bodies of our infantry strew no man's land irregularly here and there where tanks have not been used in some places the bodies can be seen to be lying in front of the enemy's machine-gun nests and strong points in swaths like cut corn in a series of high-water marks showing where the successive waves of the assault have met and been petrified by the death-dealing spray of the german maxims this the latest engine of war of course has its limitations for instance tanks alone in their present state of development cannot push matters to a decision nor win a great action that must still be done as in the past by the infantry the queen of battles but behemoth clad in his bullet-proof skin and urged onward by the power of scores of horses laughs at entanglements whilst machine-guns are his meat his main object cannot be too often or too strongly emphasized other ancillary duties need not be specified here to the infantry soldier attempting to force his way by his own puny strength through mud or dust and groves of barbed wire he is body naked to every kind of missile but more especially to the sleet of lead which whistles horizontally across no man's land he is the mechanical big brother with the punch and the big stick End of section fifty six this recording is in the public domain